So in this second episode of Messiahship, How to Recruit, we're going to take a look at a case study where Jesus recruits his disciples. Jesus was someone who uh, didn't have or offer the things that normally we think we need to recruit people. Money, um, status symbols, all these were things he actually talked against. He told those he would recruit that they would have to be humble and carry their own cross. He didn't promise them amazing things, at least not in this life. So what can we learn from him? We learned last time in the first um, episode uh, about the why behind recruitment, how it increases our capacity. Uh, we learned about having a mission statement that is transferable and reproducible and biblical and specific and measurable. Um, and we see those things in what Jesus did. But specifically, we're going to get very practical now. So for our first workshop, I'd like you to read uh, the following passage and then simply discuss what do you see? What principles do you see in the way that Jesus recruited people? So please take a look at this passage. It's John chapter 1 verses 35 to 51. As you read it, if you're with a group, discuss the principles you see. If you're listening to this on a podcast, let me encourage you just to write them down. And then afterwards, we're going to get really practical and look at the principles I see in this passage. I'm sure you spotted some great uh, principles there. Let me share with you the ones I spotted. Number one, recruit relationally. So this is what the part of the passage says. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. Discipleship was incredibly relational and uh, Jesus is connecting with people that he, he probably already knows. He went to the North Shore of uh, the Sea of Galilee uh, to the Orthodox Triangle and that's where he recruited all of his disciples. Um, sometimes we first hear of them when he first calls to them on the shore or wherever it might be, but in actual fact he's in this community connecting with people. What you're going to find is that sometimes um, people uh, are hard to recruit because they don't know you. The fact of the matter is people buy into you before they buy into the actual vision. Sometimes people are intimidated. If you're young, you might be intimidated uh, by recruiting older people and you might limit those you recruit to just those in a similar age. You have to realize that older people are often intimidated by you because they don't feel young anymore. They're not sure if they have a purpose anymore. You're fresh, you're vibrant, you're zealous. Um, so often people that are intimidated and relationship takes that away. Uh, people will bond with you and as they bond with you, they will gradually bond with a vision. So always recruit relationally, build relationships. And as you build relationships, you're gonna find people wanting to find out more about what you do. And as you get to know them, you're gonna understand the kind of things that they could do that would really benefit the overall vision that you're aiming for. So one of the questions you might wanna ask yourself is, am I building relationships? Uh, am I spreading my relational network? Or am I limiting it to people just like me or just the kind of people I think I can recruit? Number two, Recruit with a big dream. People give a small commitment to a small dream and make great commitments, big commitments to bigger dreams. Just remember this verse. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. 
He then added, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So here Jesus gives um, the disciple a, an incredible understanding of this big dream, this big vision. And uh, of course, that's what Jesus did all the time. He painted a picture of the kingdom of heaven and said, this is what we're aiming for. Even recently, I've learned this lesson for so often I've been presenting pays, uh, think about the number of apprentices we have and neglecting to talk about the number of young people that we have on pays are connected to us. So we have to recruit with the end result in mind. What's the big picture? What are you aiming for? The classic example of this is when a cathedral was being built and uh, the architect saw two builders. One was putting stones on top of another stone very you know, laboriously and very slowly. Another one was doing it really quick and really excited. So he went to the first one and said, what are you doing? And the first one said, I'm just building this wall. He went further up the wall to the other guy who was much more enthusiastic and said to that guy, what are you doing? And he said, I'm building this cathedral. One had a big dream, one had a little dream, and it affected how they did what they did. So always recruit with a big dream, the end goal in mind. Do you know what your end goal is? Can you paint it in a picture? Can you explain it to people? Can you present it as a story or as an imagine if statement? Recruit with a big dream. Number three, recruit with a clear dream. So uh, remember this verse from the passage you read a little bit earlier. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. It's amazing that all Andrew had to do was say one word, we found the Messiah. And that word opened up this whole imagination of what that meant. He was able to say so much with just a word, Messiah. And if, in the, if you remember in the first episode, we looked at the importance of having a, a short, simple statement, a mission statement. Um, last episode, we looked at the fact that 13% of volunteers said the main reason, or one of the main reasons they gave up volunteering was because their class, sorry, their task was not clearly defined. So you need a, a mission statement, you need a vision statement, and you want to say it often, you want to say the same thing often, but in different ways. You might say it as a statement. You might show it as a picture. You might um, um, share it with people as a story. You may get a video that explains it. You may bring people up and interview them. But you're constantly saying the same thing in a very simple and specific way. Recruit with a clear dream. It's what Jesus did. He painted the picture of the kingdom of heaven. He made it really clear and his disciples were able to do the same. Here's another principle that's actually really important long term. Again, if you remember the uh, survey that we shared in the last episode, 33% of people gave up volunteering, not because of the thing they were doing, but because they lost interest in the wider, bigger vision. In other words, if you put that in context of a church uh, and you're a Sunday school leader and you have a Sunday school volunteer, um, a third of them that give up might give up, not because of anything you're doing wrong, but because they've lost interest in the church as a whole. They want to go to a different church or they don't see the vision of the bigger church. They've only been, they can only see the vision of the thing they're doing with you. 
it's very short-sighted of any leader to encourage people to get excited about the thing they do, but not the bigger vision. It's a massive mistake. Uh, it's actually um, usually a mistake that younger people make. It tends to be the mistake that um, somebody less experienced makes. And somebody quite proud, actually, can be saying, oh, get involved in what I'm doing, this is amazing. But they don't encourage people to think through the bigger vision uh, of the entire organization. And so what happens is they start to lose volunteers because uh, they don't see the bigger picture. So when you're recruiting people, make sure you don't simply recruit them to what you're doing. Recruit them not just to your thing, but to the whole thing. Is that what you're doing is you're recruiting people? Are you recruiting people just to your thing or the whole thing? I would encourage you to do the latter. Okay, number five, be prepared to make sacrifices. You have to understand that people are usually watching you. Um, if you're recruiting from a community of people, they're keeping an eye on you. Notice this verse. In John 1 verse 43, it says, The next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Now what we have to understand there is these two words said more than they seem. He's not simply saying, hey, just come along with me. He's saying, follow me, follow my example. And Jesus' example was full of self-sacrifice. Here's God leaving heaven, living a very humble life and not drawing from heaven some of the resources that would make his life on earth a lot better. People are seeing the life he's leading and they're realizing here's a man who can do miracles, who's living very, very humbly. And there's a reason that sacrifice helps us recruit. But before I share that reason with you, I'm going to see if you can find out yourself. So I want you to, in this next workshop, read this um, section, this little story um, about a little child and see if you can figure out and ask the question, why does sacrifice help us recruit people? And afterwards, I'm going to share why I believe it does. And it does it so incredibly well. So I don't know what you thought about that, but for me, what I realize about sacrifice is when people see you make sacrifices, they know you really mean it. And therefore, they know that you're probably going to be in it for a long term. I've seen some um, leads make some huge mistakes when they've kind of hinted that they would do something else if the opportunity came along. And I don't think people want to stick with that kind of person. Whereas someone who's made a lot of sacrifices for something um, kind of shows that one, they really believe in it, but importantly, they're really in it for the long term. You know, if you're going to ask people to join you in a commitment, uh, they want to know you're going to stick at it, that they're not going to join you and then suddenly you're going to leave because you think there's something better to do. So um, I know it sounds weird, but it's important that we share our sacrifices. We tell people, not in an arrogant way, but we explain to people the story of our lives and where we've made sacrifices, not in a way of boasting about how wonderful we are, but to really recruit people and show them the story. I am asking you to follow me and make sacrifices as I've done. I want you to do this long term. I want you to fulfill your commitment, as you can see, as I'm prepared to fulfill my commitment. Number six, I would really encourage you to empower those you recruit. You see, the people you recruit will be your biggest adverts to their friends and their family and people who meet them. Um, Pays has grown primarily by word of mouth. 
um, and people seeing people who've gone on pays, seen their growth and wanted to have a similar experience. So here's another verse to kind of back that up. John 1 verse 42, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. Jesus saw the potential in people and recruited them, whereas many of the religious leaders of the day didn't see the potential in those people and were not able to recruit them. So remember, the people you've recruited in the past are your best recruiters. They're your best example. And as you empower them, empower them specifically to go out and recruit as well. It's really important. Uh, there's an Arabian proverb I absolutely love. It says this, don't throw away the water you're carrying because you see a mirage. Don't imagine, oh, if I just had these people on my team, things would be so much better. Be faithful with who God's given you now, empower them, grow them, and as you use them in the right way, um, you will see more, you will be given more, you will find more experienced people come along your path. Even our situation on pays, I'm shocked by the quality of people who've come on pays recently and wanted to be engaged with pays compared to many, many years ago. We've always had great people, um, but the experience level of people uh, has shocked me. And it's been wonderful. And I, I think it's because as a team, we've empowered the people that we've been given. We've been faithful with them and God has given us more. So empower those you recruit. Okay, another great principle I think we see is this. Uh, and actually, this is, is a real big one. Promise training in advance. So I know that virtually everybody I recruit is not able to do the job I'm asking them to do initially. Uh, when we ask people to come on page and be schools workers, virtually none of them have done the schools work before. And yet within two weeks or three weeks of working with us, they're going to be in schools. Uh, and a lot of people want to do what you're asking them to do, but they feel unworthy and unprepared. If you can let them know that, number one, I know you can't do it right now, but I see the potential in you doing this, and here's all the training we're going to offer you, it's really helpful. So again, we see this in, in Jesus' uh, passage. They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they said, Rabbi, teacher. Jesus was a teacher. When he said, follow me, they knew implicitly he was going to train them on the job and uh, that's what we believe on, on pays you know um i've often had people come out of various academic um qualifications and to be uh, really honest it very rare it makes any kind of impression on me at all because i know for my part i've always always um recruited people who have experience more than a qualification and uh, we're seeing lots of people who've been through pays who've gone on to some great positions based purely on the experience. They stuck at something for a number of years. They gained so much experience that someone with a qualification just couldn't compete against their level of experience. So train people and offer training in advance. As you do that, as people see other people are being empowered, and as they understand it's because you're going to train them, they're far more likely to say, okay, I want to get involved in this. I want to do this. I'll be your latest recruit. Recruit their vision. This is uh, also incredibly important. So Pays, um, in the early years of Pays, it was all about my vision. And uh, I laid out all the vision, people joined it. And then gradually what happened was that people came with 
different aspects of vision and we adopted that vision where it fits into the bigger, wider vision of Pays. So for instance, listen to this uh, passage of scripture. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So what's going on here is that you've got Philip and Nathaniel who already have a vision uh, based around the law of Moses and this promise of a Messiah. And what Philip does here for Nathaniel is he kind of joins the dots. Um, and that's what we have to do. We have to find out what God's already doing in someone. And if there's a connection, join the dots. I remember many years ago when we were doing schools work, uh, one of the people on Pays said, sadly, I have to leave Pays. I, I love Pays, but I really want to... Um, do drama and theatre and I said to them well why can't we do that under the umbrella of pays that sets up some theatre um, teams who use theatre but to make missionaries and that's exactly what we did if you remember 24% of people said that the leader did not make good use of their skills so 24% said one of the reasons they dropped out was because their vision and the overall vision didn't connect up uh, there wasn't a place for their skill, their vision within the bigger vision. Jesus said to Peter, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. He took Peter's vision or his life skill of being a fisherman and he incorporated it into the bigger vision. Can you do that? Are you just going around sharing your vision or are you listening to people's vision first and finding out if there's a way that, that connects into the bigger vision that you have? Recruit the right people. I want to teach you a very simple principle. Easy in, easy out. If you make it too easy to join your organization or your team or your vision, it's going to be very easy for people to opt out. Personally, I, I think we made Christianity almost too easy. We've softened it down and then we're surprised when people are so flaky. So easy in, easy out. In Matthew 20 verse 22 um, there are people who want to follow Jesus. And this is what it says. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? Jesus uses a metaphor uh, of a, a cup from um, the Passover meal. Uh, when, when people drank that cup, they were basically saying, because uh, they drank out of the same cup, they were basically saying to each other, we're going to make a covenant here your destiny is my destiny. Where you go, I go. And so what Jesus is saying to him here is, can you really go through what I'm about to go through? And again, Jesus talks about picking up their cross. Jesus realizes that there's no point recruiting people with an easy gospel when he knows long term, if they're going to stick at it, it's going to be difficult. So make sure you recruit the right people. Look for a track record that they've already done the kind of things you want them to do. Maybe not practically, but certainly their character is the kind of character you're looking for of someone who's going to stick through the vision and stick out the vision you've got for them to do. So finally, develop yourself constantly. Okay, let's just spend a minute or two on this. Um, as you grow a vision, the experience, maturity, competence levels of those you need needs to grow as well. And so those kind of people, people with more experience, people who are growing, are only going to stay with you so far if you stay where you're at. Let me use a diagram from John Maxwell's book um, to explain this. So as you look at this diagram, what you see 
is you see a lot of people going in different directions and I've given them numbers like three, four and five. So these are people with a competency level between zero and 10 of three, four and five and they're going different directions. Now let's bring in a leader. Here's someone who's a number six and they say, we're gonna go this way. What happens is um, one of two things. Most people will change direction and go with the same way the leader's going and one or two will drop out. So that's great, you've got a six leading and everybody following their direction. But what happens is as that six empowers the others, if you notice on the diagram, those threes become fours, the fours become fives, and the fives also become sixes, and that gives us a problem because now we're back to the original problem of everybody going in different directions. So what you need is for the six, the leader, to keep developing themselves. They have to be a step further from those that they are leading. And the more you can do that, you're gonna attract higher level of experience and maturity, productivity and competency. Without it, you're gonna lose those that you grow and lose unity and lose direction. So this diagram I think helps us and let's just move into our final workshop. Uh, I'd like you to discuss these two things. First of all, where are you in that diagram? And secondly, how might you develop yourself next in order to attract a higher level of recruits? So hopefully as we've taken a look at this um, case study in the way Jesus recruited people, there have been principles there you can work on. Uh, one of the other things you can discuss is which principle helps you most or has given you the most to think about or something to do. Uh, hopefully these two episodes have been helpful. If you've only seen this one or you've only listened to this one and not the first one, can I encourage you to go back and look at the first one? There's some really helpful information in that as well. And remember, recruitment uh, helps us in so many different areas of our life, not just in church or in business uh, or in an organization, but even in our personal lives as well. The ability to win people over and grow them is vital to all that we do. Thanks for listening and uh, hopefully I'll speak to you next time. Goodbye.